Hi everybody, my name is Natalie Ledwell and this is The Inspiration Show. Today on the show I have a very special guest that's talking about her new book which is called A Fierce Heart, Finding Courage, uh, Strength and Wisdom in Any Moment. Uh, now before we get into talking about the book and I introduce my special guest, I just want to remind you uh, that uh, when the show is over, don't forget to click the link below this video if you're watching this live on Facebook or, in our, or on our uh, YouTube channel so you can take my 30-second quiz so we can figure out what's holding you back from success. So uh, please help me welcome my special guest, Spring Washam. How are you, Spring? Great. I'm so happy to be here with you. I'm very happy to uh, to have you here. I know that you're traveling and you're in a hotel room and where, you know, we're doing everything and sort of, you know, uh, on the fly. Um, but I'm really excited to be talking about uh, this new book that you've released uh, because it's it seems like a timely message, especially going into the holidays and, and all the added stress that we put on to each other. Um, that uh, that this is a really great message for that. But uh, before we get into that, can we just get a little bit about your background and your story and uh, maybe the story behind your name because it's very interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, people ask me all the time, is that your real name? That's my real name. My, it's on my birth certificate. And um, my mother, she just, that was her favorite time of year. So she just loved the name. And, yeah, it's grown on me. Yeah. I love it now. <laughs> Awesome. So, um, so tell us a little bit about your background and what it is that you do. Well, I'm a meditation and Dharma teacher in Oakland, California. So that's where I'm based. And I've been teaching for many years. I teach retreats, I teach classes, workshops, I travel, I teach in South America. So I guess that that would be my main role is a teacher and also kind of working as a healer and different aspects of sort of wellness, health, happiness, ending yeah. our suffering. I guess that's my business, if you could say. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So um, I noticed uh, in your bio that you're, uh, so you're a Buddhist. So explain a little bit about that, you know, that, that religion and what, what, you know, what that means to you and how that helps you show up in the world in a certain way. Yeah, that's a great question because I meet people from all over. And I guess one thing I would say for sure about Buddhism, it's really more of a philosophy. It's sort of what intrigued me about it was when I was really young, I was introduced to it. I ended up at a Buddhist retreat by accident. Uh, I was meditating on my own and was not doing a good job. I would sit for hours just obsessing on my problems. So it dawned on me, I need a teacher. So I heard about this 10-day retreat in the desert and I was really needing something. I was kind of falling apart. I showed up at this retreat and it just happened to be a Buddhist teacher there that I connected with in the community. And what I liked about the teachings, was it was focused on ending suffering. And, um, and it was working with my mind. It was doing a lot of mind training, uh, stillness. And I, I really knew that that's what I needed. So I got really interested in the philosophy. I got interested in that way of life with presence, awareness, developing compassion, um, and it just appealed to me. So you don't have to be Buddhist to read my book. It, it just kind of is rooted in that philosophy. Um, and I always tell people in my community to see the Buddha as a psychiatrist. You know, follow your own tradition, but just if this can be helpful for your mind, great. Right. So tell me a little bit about A Fierce Heart. Like what was the what was the motivation behind uh, writing the book? 
Well, funny enough, um, the publishers approached me, and I, I was sort of a reluctant writer, but they, they really encouraged me. And I, I think a lot of the, the idea was to create a book that was more contemporary, more relatable to where we are right now. Sometimes these spiritual books are so lofty, so out there. They're not, you know, I was looking for something that was suitable for urban communities, people, younger people, people on the front lines, people of all walks of life. So the book first was kind of designed to that, to have a, a, a different kind of feel to it. And I, I think we accomplished that. And then it was really to tell stories, stories from my own life, stories about people overcoming uh, difficulties and following a spiritual path, opening the heart. Um, so it's like woven all kinds of stories and art from around the world and imagery. And it's meant to be just inspirational, inspiration, yeah. you know, for those who need it. Absolutely. Because, you know, I think uh, at the moment, uh, especially here in the U.S., <clears throat> We, we, you know, I think a lot of people are trying to build up a bit of a wall because there is so many atrocious things happening and, you know, in the mass shootings and everything that I feel like uh, we're starting to lose touch. You know, we're starting to, our compassion is starting to, to wither because it's like we have to kind of put this, this wall up. You know, what do you recommend for people who find that that's, you know, the, the road that they're on at the moment? Yeah, this is a common one. I work in Oakland, California with around a lot of activists, people involved in social justice, social action. And I think that really the big key thing here is self-compassion. Because that's what I find that people can give a lot of compassion to others, their family, their friends, they go out and none for themselves. So I really teach the path of self-compassion. So it's not complete unless it includes you. So at times like these, we really need a lot of self-compassion. And with so much coming at us, we do need to find that stillness. I mean, we've got to find a time in our day to unplug from the insanity of what's being on the media, what's being shared in all of our devices. And we just get so disconnected, as you said at the beginning. Yeah. So, uh, so tell me a little bit about, because, you know, the subheading of the book is, you know, finding courage and strength in the moments. Um, how do we do that? Yeah, that's a really great question. And I think what we do is finding that stillness. So when people come to meditation retreats and they, they sit down on the cushion, their minds are insane, right? Everything, anxiety, past, future. I mean, we live in these stories and they're all nightmares. And we just tell them over and over. And so part of learning to um, find strength, courage, and wisdom is the ability to be able to become more still with yourself, to learn how to work with our emotions, to learn how to feel our body again. I mean, part of the disconnection is that we disassociate. You know, we don't want to live in our body. We don't want to live in this moment. Get me out of here. That's mostly what our spiritual lives we, we hope for. Can I get to another dimension, another place? So the fierceness is about, no, it's right here, it's right now, it's amidst all the insanity. Can I be present with myself? Can I feel my heart? And so the entry point is just finding a practice that allows you to be still every day. Whether it's yoga, meditation, maybe it's taking a walk with your dog, it may be something has to be where you stop and you just start with feeling your breath slowing down then we can start to hear ourselves. 
You know, we, we're not able to hear what's happening in our own heart. Yeah. We're so disrupted. Absolutely. And I, and I suppose by doing that uh, practice as well, we start to get more in tune with our bodies as well. Absolutely. I mean, we live outside of our body and our heart. I always remind people, your heart is deeply in your body. So if you live just in the head, you're, you're missing a huge aspect of our humanness mm. and also our happiness. Mm. Absolutely. The day, it's about that. Yeah, no, too. So, um, so how much like the study practice that you're recommending, like, is it like hours? Like, what, what does it look like? How, yeah. Like how much time would it take? Well, like with every practice, it starts for a few moments. You want to, you know, I tell people when they're beginning, if they want to find some kind of stillness practice, just start with 10 to 15 minutes a day. Mm. You don't have to start with two hours in the morning, two hours at night. It's not going to happen. You know, our lives are so busy. So to just start in the morning or in the evening, mornings are great. And you just begin by just starting to feel your body, feel your breath. Turn, it's like press the pause button because oftentimes I notice that we feel like victims, but we have power. The one thing we do have power over is where we put our attention. And I just like to remind people of that, that, you know, this is the practice of remembering, of listening, of slowing down. Yeah. So starting off realistic is great. Yeah. And building from there, and um, and it sounds like you've got a whole bunch of different uh, suggestions or activities that people can do to because you know you're right. Like we have a lot of spiritual books out there that that have these very esoteric you know uh, concepts in them. But it's like yeah, but how does it apply to my life? Like you know, how does that change who I am or how I show up or how I deal with all the stuff that's going on? Like you know, grief is another you know big thing as well. Like, you know, how do we how do we move through grief in a way that's that's empowering for us? Well, I think that's why I wrote this book, because I had that same issue. And people who are living their lives and they have maybe three kids and stuff's going on, they need something relatable. Like, mm -hmm. how do I deal with the grief? How do I deal with my stress? I, you know, give me something practical. Give me some real advice. And so I think in many ways with grief and all of our difficult emotions, you know, we don't want to feed them. We don't want to repress them. What we want to do is learn how to be mindful of them. And yeah. it's, a, it's, like, it's like a new pathway that's being developed. And that takes training to be able to sit and feel your body and allow the grief to unwind itself. So for me, working with intense emotions like grief and rage, rage is a big one, Fear. So many people contact me with anxiety that feels out of control. I teach them how to just begin to gently feel their body. The emotions are really held in the body. And so we slowly start to learn step by step uh, how to kind of let them go, how to feel them and, and move through them. Yeah. So I know that you mentioned that there's uh, you've listed a few stories in the book. Is there one that sort of stands out with for you that you can share with us? Let's see. Well, there's a lot of really great stories in the book. One that stands out for me is I once worked with this woman who was in the military in Israel and uh, in the Israeli army. And she did a two year period. And then after that, she had so much trauma. She just left, moved to New York and never looked back. She just kind of shut the door on all of that. But as we know, all of those emotions and experiences, they had to go somewhere. Mm. But she started really um, getting into 
things that were harmful to herself, self-mutilation, all, all these things. And she was hiding it. She was quite accomplished on the outside, looked really beautiful, uh, you know, you know, elegant and smart, but internally her world was actually very violent. And she um, started to come on meditation retreats and we really worked through that and she learned how to work with those energies. And a lot of what people are working with is this kind of trauma. So I talk a lot about trauma in the book and overcoming trauma, how to work through it. Um, you know, all of our emotions are effects of something. There's causes to it. And that's also what I liked about the Buddhist tradition. It was, it was very cause and effect. This relates to this. So when you work on this, this kind of dissolves. I appreciated that. Yeah. You know, there was a logic to it. Um, and so there's stories like that. That that story stands out because it was such a beautiful one. And it was a process. This is not an overnight thing. We're talking about making real lifestyle changes and that involves shifting our consciousness. And that always takes time. Yeah. You know, it's not an overnight fix, but slowly drop by drop, you know, the bucket gets filled. So absolutely. And you know, I read somewhere recently that we are all suffering some um, degree of PTSD because you know, living in the world right now, there are so many atrocious, outrageous things happening that you know, uh, I think having a practice where we can center ourselves, where we can get back to calm, where we can be in contact with our, with our, have the connection of our mind and body and be inside there and, and really be able to clear our energy of all the, the negative stuff around us. Um, that's when we get to, you know, live a life of freedom, like freedom of choice, um, you know, freedom from emotional anxiety um, and where we actually can really live in a place of happiness and joy. So I really commend you for writing the book, Spring. It's it's going to be such an incredible um, how-to guide for a lot of people. So um, where can we send people to to get their hands on the book or to, to uh, connect with you? Yeah, well, the book is available everywhere. They can go on Amazon, online, any bookstore, um, it's there. They can contact me through my website, which is uh, www.springwasham.com. So... Awesome. Um, well, guys, if uh, the banner to the side, or we'll put the link underneath the video here so you can go straight through to Spring's uh, website from there. Uh, and I want to thank you for your time today, Spring. It's uh, It's been such a pleasure chatting to you. <laughs> thank you for having me. It's a beautiful show. Wonderful. So, guys, I encourage you to share this video. Let's get the word out. And we can do that by clicking the Facebook and the Twitter share buttons on this page. Um, and don't forget, to, after the show is over, to click that link and uh, take my little 30-second quiz so we can figure out what's holding you back. So until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously, and love without limits. We'll see you soon.